Hello, listeners. I want to share an amazing resource with you. It's called Hello Divorce. Founded by a lawyer and certified family law specialist, Hello Divorce can help you no matter where you are in your divorce process. So whether you're just getting started or if you're near the end but have stalled out and need help to get over the finish line, Hello Divorce can help. They provide full-service divorce support, and they can handle divorces of all kinds, all net worths, and with or without children. It's completely online, convenient, and they offer you support all the way through. Their clients get divorced in one-third the time and at one-tenth the typical cost. So go to hellodivorce.com backslash beyond and receive $100 off the cost of their services. And I want you to know, Erin Levine, who's my friend and the CEO and founder of Hello Divorce, was a guest on episode 197 entitled, Get the FYI on DIY Divorce. So be sure to go check it out. We'll link in the show notes. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. What science tells us about decision-making is that it's all emotional. You can't make a decision that's based on 100% reasoning. We think we can. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I am joined by Karen Covey, who is here in Chicago with me. Karen is a divorce and decision coach. She's also a lawyer, mediator, speaker, and author, so she has a very diverse background. Um, What I find fascinating about Karen is, like me, for years after being a practicing attorney, she has moved into a variety of different ways of supporting people and clients. She works with professionals and business owners on, and, and I've never heard of, I'll tell you, Karen, I've never heard of anyone being a decision coach, but it's such a fantastic idea. And you've translated that into actually working with divorce clients to help them with the decision making. In fact, you call it helping them become the CEOs of their own divorce. So we're going to talk about making you the CEO of your divorce, how to make those big decisions and to do it well. Um, So first, thank you so much for joining me, Karen. I'm so delighted to have you joining me. Oh, I'm happy to be here. I'm thrilled for this conversation. Well, and it's a good one to have. I think it is. It reminds me of so many times as a divorce attorney, as a mediator, as someone talking to people going through divorce, that I have said to people, I know you're feeling emotional. That's very normal. But what you need to do is think of this as a business process, that you're making some of the biggest business decisions of your life. And you've really taken that to the next level. And I think that 
you know, what your tips here are going to be so helpful for listeners, because although we talk about, hey, you have to manage the emotions, we Mm -hmm. don't always talk about how important it is to make sound, reasoned business type decisions. Right. A hundred percent. And, you know, people, people approach their divorce and I look at it with a different lens. Having done this for more decades than I want to admit to, um, what a divorce really is, is is a time where you're going to have to make more important life decisions in a relatively confined short period of time than you will at any other similar time in life. And if you don't understand how to do that and how to do it well, after your divorce is over, you're going to be kicking yourself. So that's the way that I approach divorce when I'm working with my clients is how can I help you and support you to make the best decisions possible so that this becomes a blip in the radar screen of your life and not the defining moment of your life? Right. And that's that, that I think is really a critical point because so often people have a, a lot of difficulty making those reasoned decisions during this process, get to the beyond you know, divorce and beyond, but they get to that beyond and do what you're saying, kick themselves because they didn't find the way to make those reasoned decisions. And I know you actually take a scientific approach to this process. And so I'm wondering, you know, how science helps us in decision-making. That's a great question. And first of all, to realize there is a science of decision making. I mean, I didn't make this stuff up, right? And there are people, social scientists who have studied decision making in a variety of contexts, military decisions, political decisions, um, decisions in organizations and companies. And I've looked at that research and looked at what they found and said, okay, how can I take this and apply it to personal decisions, because fundamentally, the decisions that you make in a divorce or you're making in your relationship are going to be some of the most important life-changing decisions you will ever face, just as in a business and a company, like if they're trying to decide, well, do we buy another company? Do we acquire? Do we merge? Do we make this business business decision or that one? Um, those are huge decisions for corporation. They can make or break a corporation. Same thing applies in the context of a relationship. So understanding how to make those decisions becomes critically important. And it's really an interesting thought. You mentioned, you know, some of those decisions, those big decisions that are called on to be made in, in some of the research, like in military decisions um, or in businesses. I mean, these are big, big decisions, life altering for the company or for, you know, in the military for people's lives. And they're made under a certain amount of stress, stress and emotional content as well, which I think we forget when we're buried in the stress of divorce and that process. Right. And everybody wants, here's the the, the struggle. So many people want certainty, right? Humans have a need to have certainty, right? And that's, that's good. That's fine. Because if the world was all chaos, we couldn't navigate it well. Right. And I, and I get that. But if you want a hundred percent certainty before you make any decision, you're not going to get it. And what people forget is, you know, especially smart, intelligent, educated people, they think I make all these decisions at work. 
why can't I make them in my personal life? And it's because in their personal life, they're piling on all the emotion and they're not using the skills that they have in other contexts. And so, so often it's just about translating to people and saying, look, you know this stuff. Let me pull it out of you and show you this is, you know, you you do this step, step one, step two, step three, step four, and then the light bulb goes off and they start to get it. And once you get it and you realize this is like making any other decision and is it emotional? Yes. But what science tells us about decision-making is that it's all emotional. Wow. You can't make a decision that's based on 100% reasoning. We think we can, but if it's okay, I can tell you a little story about that. I'd love it. There was a researcher years ago and he had a a client who had a tumor the size of an orange in his brain. And so they removed the tumor really successfully. And he like he had all of his cognitive ability afterwards. He could move, he could walk, he could talk, he could do everything except he was emotionally flat. The tumor had damaged the emotional section of his section of his brain. So he couldn't, he couldn't feel any emotions. And what they found was he couldn't decide what to have for breakfast in the morning. He couldn't decide what to wear. He couldn't decide what route to take to work. He could not make any decision because all decisions are emotionally based. And the thing is, we are all walking around with a supercomputer in our heads. And it's so good and it's so fast that what happens to us is we look at a situation, we make a decision for emotional reasons, and then we rationalize it so fast that we think that the rational reason is why we really did it, but it's not. It's the emotional. And I, and, and emotional. I, I don't want to lose something you said, because I think it's so, you know, just so insightful about humans hating uncertainty, because I always talk about the, the fact that divorce limbo, which is there any time in our lives that's more uncertain than when we're going through a divorce? We don't know where we're going to live. We don't know how much money we'll have. We don't know what time we're going to have with our children. I mean, it's so uncertain. And I, I call it, um, you know, the 10th rung of hell that Dante forgot to write about in the Inferno. Um, and so we also find people rushing to decision making. Because there's a feeling that any decision at least ends the uncertainty. And is that a human, is that a part of the scientific process, that urge for certainty? Absolutely. Well, every human being has certain needs and one of them is certainty. Ironically, one of them is uncertainty because what happens when you're sure of everything? What happens to you? You get bored bored out of your mind. (laughs) You know, yeah. you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen now. I know it's good. And then you're bored. And then a lot of people, that's the problem with their marriage is they know each other so well, they're bored and they want the excitement. They want the uncertainty. So it's a life is a balance between those two things. And some people need more certainty. Others need less certainty. They want more excitement. They want more adventure. And it's all fine. But the point is you are never going to have 100% of either one. So if what you're looking for in life is to be absolutely sure that no bad thing is ever going to happen, if you make this decision, you are going to stay stuck for the rest of your life. Yeah. And the problem is in being that divorce limbo where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know what's going to happen there. I don't, you know, 
it, when you're in that situation, ultimately, if you can learn to sit with the discomfort of that a little bit, you get through it and you get stronger and you get better at living with the uncertainty long enough to let your head kick in and say, let me analyze the options. Let me look at what my choices are and then actually make the best reasoned decision that I can. But if all you want to do is get out of that discomfort quickly, that's when you rush into a decision that later on you're like, what was I thinking? Why? Like in what universe did this seem like a good idea? And we've all heard clients say that after their divorce, trust us. And part of it is that people don't understand what divorce is going to look like or what their life is going to look like after a divorce. So many people, they think that getting a divorce is just something you do. And then after the divorce, you have the same amount of money, the same access to your kids. Everything about your life is the same. You just had what I call a husbandectomy. He's just gone. Right. Or a wife back to me. Right. She's just gone. The problem is gone, but everything else works just the same. Guess what? That's not how it works. No, no, it's, it's, you know, your entire life is, is altered and the best way to get to the best beyond, right. Is to make those decisions to move you toward a beyond that you create for yourself. We always talk about this for people, but one thing you just said there about, you know, having to live in uncertainty, being so uncomfortable, but being able to be uncomfortable, live in that uncertainty. I would imagine for your clients, knowing that you have helped them, you you said earlier, there are steps to good decision-making. I would think that knowing that there are steps and knowing what they are mm-hmm. helps you stay in that uncertainty because you know there's a way to work through it. Absolutely. I work with people and I use a process and this is not full disclosure. It's not a process I created the scientists, the researchers, you know, they created a process. There's a book called Decisive by two university professors, Chip and Dan Heath. And it's a really, really good book. They've re- they've actually written a series of books on different topics that are fascinating. But they use a process in there. They identify a five-step process for making better decisions in any area of your life. And they were primarily focused on business, government, military you know, those kinds of areas, but they also mentioned personal decisions too. So I took their system and I, of course, tweaked it a little bit, right? So my five steps are now seven because I'm a lawyer and I have to complicate everything. And so it's now a seven step system, but it takes people from, I don't know what to do. I don't even know how to wrap my head around the problem to yeah, I feel good about the decision that I've made. But I like to tell people that making a good decision, you know, what is a good decision? Ultimately, it's one that you don't regret at the end of the day, right? And if you judge the decision by the result that you get, you're going to judge it very differently than if you judge it by the process you went through. Here's what I mean. If you do everything possible that you can to look at what life, be realistic about what divorce is, be realistic about what this is going to look like, try everything that you can to save your marriage. You've gone through all the steps. You've done everything. Then at the end of the day, if you make a decision and ultimately, guess what? Newsflash, divorce is going to be painful no matter what. 
but you get through it, right? So if you judge the decision that you made by the fact that, well, it was painful for a while. Yeah, it was, but did it get you to where you want to be? That's one way to judge it. But if you judge it by, well, did I make the best decision because did I get exactly what I wanted? Or did I get this much money? Or did I, you know, then you're going to, you're going to judge it very differently and you're probably going to be unhappy. I mean, fundamentally at the end of the day, I believe anyway, and I, and I help my clients see we create our own lives and we create our own happiness. So what do you want? You know, a big part of the decision making process is figuring out what do you want? And then believing that you have the ability to create that thing, whatever it is for you. The other thing is I don't have skin in the game. My goal when I'm working with people is to help them make a decision. I personally am one of the most happily married people I know. I love my husband. I love marriage. I believe in marriage, but I also believe in divorce. Marriage doesn't work for everybody or certain marriages don't work for everybody. And you have to have choice, right? So my position is I'm not going to push you either way. I'm just going to help you make a decision. And if you, at the end of the day, if you're good with the decision, if you say, I went through this process, I did everything that I could do, and I'm solid with my decision, then it was a good decision. I've seen people who have achieved that. And and I think it's really important to understand there's very rarely only one good final decision, right? There's There can be a myriad of different decisions that all are good in their own way. Um, so I love that you talk about this from, you know, honor the process as opposed to putting all the weight on the final result of your decision. Okay, listeners, I'm just going to let you all know and admit it. After a long day at work helping people to navigate divorce, I currently like to unwind with a little bit of binge watching. And right now, Amazon's Prime Video is my channel of choice. We are watching Jury Duty at the moment. I highly recommend it. It's hilarious. And queued up right after that is the latest season of Jack Ryan. So if you want to try out Prime Video for free, I've got a 30-day trial just for you. You can go to divorcebeyond.com backslash prime video or just find the link in the show notes. And if you have some recommendations, be sure to let me know. Stay tuned for more from divorce attorney and coach Karen Covey as she shares the essentials of what you need to know and do in order to make good decisions. This is especially important during divorce, so be sure to listen on. All you want to do is get out of that discomfort quickly. That's when you rush into a decision that later on you're like, what was I thinking? Why? Like, in what universe did this seem like a good idea? If you are enjoying this episode, be sure to check out last week's show featuring author and health advocate Rebecca Bloom, who discussed the impact that divorce can have on your health and all the things you need to know but may not think about until it's too late. When they say you don't have anything unless you have your health, they're telling the truth. So this episode is essential. But what about the mental health? I mean, how could you be anything but anxious? 
when you're facing down something like this. I mean, that's going to be your natural state for a lot of the time that you're going through this, which also goes to why you want the best benefits in the world, because you, you want to be able to access mental health care easily. And now we return to today's show. And you mentioned the very first decision many people that who are listening to this podcast anyway are are at or have dealt with or have to make is that decision as to whether they should stay or go, whether they the marriage is viable or not. Um, so whether they're there or whether they're at some other point in the process making decisions, where do you start? What is step one? Step one in most situations is starting with your head. Now, mind you, a good decision is going to be a marriage of head and heart. But I like to start people with practical reality, right? If getting, if you are unemployed and you are 100% reliant on your spouse's income and you that income is barely enough to pay all of your bills as it is, and you've got kids and you've got this and you've got that, you know, and you're trying to decide, should I get a divorce? Step number one is figuring out, can you survive if you get a divorce? What is that really going to look like? Are you going to be able to pay the bills at the end of the month? And if the answer to that is no, practically speaking, I'm going to be out on the streets or starving to death. Okay. I'm not saying then, you know, I wouldn't say to you, you can't get a divorce, but let's go fix the first problem and get you a little bit more financially in a good place so that you have options. This is life is about the choices that you make, right? And you've got to put yourself in a position where you've got options and then look at life realistically, not worse than it is, not better than it is, but this is the reality of my situation. Okay. If the reality is you're going to be out on the street because you can't support yourself if you get a divorce, then maybe getting a divorce isn't step one. Yeah. It sounds a little bit like um, knowledge is power is the place to start out, right? Like you need to know where you are starting from, where the, what, what your reality is, which is very hard. I mean, we say that as if that's easy for people to understand, discern, and accept. Those are all three hard things to do. Many people don't understand what the reality of their financial, their emotional, their family situation is, um, don't want to accept the reality of that one income household can't support two one income households, all of that. So that makes complete sense to me that you need to start with that sort of educate yourself test those options, know what your reality is. Yep. Step number one is always information gathering, because if you don't have as much information as possible, now you might not have complete 100% everything, you know, everything information because, and that's, that's a trap that people get caught in is analysis paralysis. I have to know the answer to every possibility before I can make a decision. Well, guess what? You're not going to make a decision, right? right? So there's at some point where you've got to say, okay, this is enough. Step number step number one is always gathering information, educating yourself. Step number two is going to be about widening, widening those options, looking at things. If you have, and you know this from being a mediator for the years that you've been a mediator, if you only have one option, that's not a choice. If you have two options, that's called an ultimatum. 
It's not until you get three options or more that you have a possibility of a real choice. So it's about looking at your situation with, okay, what could this be? And when it comes to the, should I stay married or get a divorce? People look at that as binary. It's one or the other. That's not, those are not your only options. What about a trial separation? What about living separate lives? What about staying married in what they call these days a parenting marriage, right? Where you're staying married because of the kids. I mean, the, the point is, there are a lot of different ways that you can configure a life and configure a relationship other than simply, I'm stuck married in a miserable situation that I can't change, or I get a divorce, which will put me in another miserable miserable situation or possibly could, and I'm not sure I want that either, right? It's not either or. When you widen your possibilities, then you give yourself choice. Well, that's I, we, I just had a mutual friend of ours, Teresa Baron Kulad on, talking about intentional relationship design, which is that you know, you don't just because your marriage is in a place where one or both of you are not happy does not mean that you can't sit down and create an enti- intentionally create and design a relationship that will work for the two of you. You know, I think that's a wonderful point on knowing that c- brainstorming those options, creating those options, mm-hmm. looking for those options. Where do you move on step three once you once you've had some time to do that option generation? You option generate, and then step three is going to be to reality test those options because not all of them are going to work the way you think they're going to work. And if you put on the rose-colored glasses, that's when you make mistakes and you go, Oh, I didn't know it was going to be like this, you know, and that's a problem. On the other hand, if you put on the pessimistic glasses, the dark glasses, And you're like, nothing's ever going to, you're going to be like Eeyore on Winnie the Pooh, right? Nothing's ever going to work. You're not going to move off a dime either. It's about reality testing options. And at this point is when I tell people, when, when you're talking about the stay or go decision, it's at that point that a lot of people need other information. They need to go talk to a lawyer. And that's a big, scary step for a lot of people because it feels like it makes everything so real. But until you understand what's going to happen legally and what your legal rights and responsibilities are, you can't know whether the option you think is going to work is actually going to work or get, stands a good chance of working. Let's right. put it that way. Yeah. And and professionals in the space are going to be able to tell you what the consequences of certain options mm-hmm. that you may be considering might be. So I love that reality testing is a part of it. I mentioned it as part of step one, but really I see it as is a whole separate step for itself on step three. I always call it playing that movie forward, like taking, okay, here's your option, but what does this look like when you go to the end of the movie? Yeah, um, so once that. you've tested the options, we're up to step four. And I know you said you have seven. So where do we go now? We we've maybe had to cross a couple of those options off because they didn't meet the reality test, but some of them maybe have been fleshed out and, and look possible. Yeah. So you're you're looking at, and I'm just going to sort of mush all the steps together because it's, you know, the, the last steps, I want to get through them all. But once you reality test your options, you there's a, a step, and this is easier in a business context than it is in divorce, but it's prepare to be wrong. I mean, what happens if everything goes south, right? 
And that's harder in a divorce context because once the genie is out of the bottle yeah. and you said, I want a divorce, it, you, you can't necessarily take that back. But if everything did go south in your prediction, right, you think your life is going to look one way and everything turns out differently, how can you regroup? How can you get yourself back on your feet? What can you do to right the ship, so to speak? So it's about thinking through those options that are left and saying, okay, if this doesn't work out, what's likely to go wrong? What could go wrong that I'm not seeing? And if it did, how can I, you know, get back on my feet and and get as 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 much on stable ground as possible, right? Yeah. So maybe create those plan Bs and maybe yeah. even plan Cs and Ds uh, for some of your options. A hundred percent. And you know, another step that people have to go through in this particular decision is saying, okay, have I done? everything that I can do to feel good about the decision that I'm making. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, you don't want to be second guessing yourself and saying, hey, if I only went to marriage counseling, maybe it would have worked. If I only tried this, maybe it would have worked. If I So you want to be in a position where you said, no, I tried everything, or I tried at least everything that I felt I needed to try, and it didn't work. So I'm good with that. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's that peace of mind factor, I think, to that um, um, decision making. I, as divorce attorneys and, and divorce professionals, I know you, like me, probably have many people who are divorce curious ask you, how do you know? What should you do? And And one of the things I've always said to people is do everything to try to resuscitate the relationship or make the relationship work for the two of you so that you know if you make that decision that it does not, you know yeah. that you tried. There's a comfort 100%. in that. A hundred percent. And then yep. to wrap everything up, you need to actually, and, and I know this sounds basic, but people need to take action. Like I've seen so many people who said, well, I've decided I want a divorce. I'm like, yeah, but that was a year ago and you still haven't done anything. So if you don't take action on a decision, it's not, you, you're making yourself feel good by telling yourself you made a decision, but that's not really a decision. And action doesn't mean that you have to get the divorce today. Perhaps you're in a situation where you're like, my my kids are going through some stuff. I just need to get them to this point. It's going to take six months. So I've made the decision and I'm not going to actually file or talk to a lawyer or start a mediation or do anything until six months. Okay, that's fine. But you've got a deadline, you've got a plan. You, you know, and you're you're taking action and you're moving forward. It's the when you say, No, I'm gonna get a divorce. I really am, but I I just need to wait right right now is not a good time, you know, and I tell people like it or not, there's never a good time to do a hard thing. It's always going to be hard. Always, always, but it only gets harder the longer you push it off. And hundred percent, it sounds to me like a decision, a real decision comes with a plan to effectuate that decision, whether it be immediate or a plan for the for the future, but it comes with and and I think you're right. You know, I see this working with business clients and and all that. We I can work with people all the time, helping them plan their career change, their pivot. But they will plan and plan and plan and plan and plan, 
and never make that change because it's not perfect. It's not a hundred percent. I don't have every duck in it in a line. And sometimes it's making the decision that it's enough and it's time to move forward. Yeah. Perfect is the enemy of progress. Oh, right? good one. You don't, you don't want to make, I mean, and as professionals, we don't want to do a bad job and, and that's understandable. But if you wait for perfect, you're never going to do anything. Right. Right. There is no perfect. I mean, let's talk. I have a whole episode on perfectionism. I may have done that one because people I know have, have a little <laughs> issue with perfectionism, but you know, it's, it is the, it's the enemy of everything. I really think um, perfectionism is, is something that we, we hide behind and, and there will be no perfect decision. I think, you, you know, you said that earlier in this episode, but there are good decisions. There are well thought out and reasoned decisions. And I love that you have a, a step-by-step process and, and I want people to really think about the fact, you know, what we talked about a little bit earlier was that it is so hard to live in this place of uncertainty and unknowing, but knowing that you have a plan to how to make those decisions, that is the game changer that is going to help you become, hello, the CEO of your own divorce. I love, I love that concept about this. So I think that's wonderful. You have, you've written a book, um, which is a wonder, great title, everybody. I have to throw it out there. When Happily Ever After Ends, How to Survive Your Divorce Emotionally, Financially, and Legally. You also have an online divorce program, The Divorce Roadmap 2.0, and you have your own podcast I'm going to be on soon. It's called Off the Fence. But if people want to find out more about working with you to help them make good decisions, and I want to mention you do that in the divorce space, but also in the business and professional space, um, or find out more, what's the best place for them to go? The best place to find me is on my website. It's karencovey.com. There is no E in my version of Covey. Otherwise, I would be related, related to someone rich and famous, and I probably wouldn't have to work for a living. So it's <laughs> K-A-R-E-N-C-O-V-Y.com. Well, and of course, I will put that in all of the show notes, everybody who's listening, but I really encourage you all to go there, but be thinking about, because this is really, you know, this is divorce and beyond. I talk about divorce. I talk about living life beyond. But this is a, a tip, as, as Karen said at the top of this, this half hour, we make decisions, really important decisions every day of our lives. Not all of them are going to be the life-changing ones you know, that, that need this seven-step process. But when those come up, and they do come up every single day, this is information that you can use that's scientifically based, uh, that Karen has really thought through that can help you in all aspects of your life, business, professional uh, personal, children, relationships, all of them. So this is wonderful information, great golden nuggets for my listeners. I, I really appreciate your taking the time, Karen. Oh, thank you. This has been, I mean, I can talk about this stuff all day long. I just geek out on it because I think it's so important for everybody. It can, no, this is a skill set and getting this skill set can change your life in so many ways. Yeah. Well, I think there's last, last point for my listeners. There's one thing about knowing the steps. I highly recommend working with someone as you're learning the steps because you can know how to do something. That doesn't mean you can do something. I know how to, you know, run a marathon. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Not yet. Anyway, I'd have to do a lot to do that, but there, there's, 
there's something about working with a professional who can help walk you through a process until it becomes something that you feel comfort in, that you feel comfortable with. And that makes all the difference. And at a time when you are feeling stressed and emotional and anxious, that is the best time to work with someone who can help you. I have to agree. A hundred percent. So, so check out karencovey.com. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.